broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, kicking off hour number three of the show, Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920, Demon Cotton in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio, and the question we threw out there to you today, what does the ideal offseason look like for the Raiders in your eyes? How would you like to see everything kind of come together this offseason? What do you think that the Raiders and Dave Ziegler can do, and you feel like, you know what, they're in a really good position because they did this, that, and the other? Let us know about it. 69187, keyword R&R. That's at don'tbebroke.com. Text line, our phone line as well, 702-365-9200. Don't call us just yet because we do have a guest coming up that we'll get to in just a hot second. But let me hit the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187. R&R is a keyword real quick. <laughs> These are pretty funny texts. Uh, one from the 707 that said, it will always be Oakland, uh, talking about the, the Coliseum and talking about the Bay and talking about what we were just talking about. Uh, also, uh, Sir Whiskey Ray said, Mount Davis destroyed the Coliseum to this day. I miss looking into the outfield and seeing the Oakland Hills prior to Mount Davis being built. Yes, Q, I also remember between 88 and 91-ish when the A's did pull 3 million-plus fans. Those, A te- those A's teams were like rock and roll status. The A's were one of the best teams in baseball during that era. I miss them days. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. And, you know, the thing about that, they were one of the best teams in baseball, and they got one ring out of it. That's what stunk, right? As good as the Braves were. I was, I was a baseball head. I love baseball. And I know everyone's not a baseball fan like that, but I love baseball. The Braves were a fantastic team. Remember how good they were when they had all those pitchers, Greg Maddox. Uh, who else did they have? I'm now I'm blanking on all the names, of course, but it was led by Greg Maddox. And uh, they had so many great players and, and, and pitchers, and they only came up with one ring. The A's, as good and dominant as they were, they only came up with one ring. 88, they lost to the Dodgers. And Kirk Gibson, when he hit that walk-off home run in game one, the series was over after that. That still haunts my dreams to this day. 89, they won. 90, 91, they were still really good but didn't get it done. So, yeah, man, that, those, were the, those were the hey days. That was uh, when Tony La Russa was still a hell of a coach before he uh, made half the team angry and started insulting my favorite player to this day, Ricky Henderson. But that's a whole other conversation. But, yeah, Sir Whiskey Ray, I'm right there with you. And then we got a text from the 925. Used to cut class for noon A's games. $2 bleacher tickets. That's right. There you go. Like that text right there. Definitely appreciate that. Keep those texts coming. Again, 69187, keyword r and r is at Text line. As promised, right now, join us on the phone lines with Sirius XM Raider and the Silver and Black Show is Amber Theo Harris. And Amber, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Definitely appreciate you as always. And boy, are you busy. You got the Pro Bowl. You're representing Westwood One. You're representing the Raiders. You're representing Sirius XM. You're talking to players. You're here at that and other. Amber, you've got to be super busy these days. I am, but I will never complain about it. I'm grateful. I'm blessed to be doing this job for as long as I have. I will never take for granted multiple assignments at the same time. Bring them on. I love what I do. I heard that. You and me both. We're from the same, uh, we're cut from the same cloth when it comes to that. And uh, like I mentioned, you've been all over the Pro Bowl. You've been talking to a bunch of the players that are here in town this weekend. How have you seen this game evolve, the Pro Bowl, and just the way that they're, one, obviously trying to make it safer with the flag football event, but they have all these different events that are much more fun for TV and for the fan base, I do think, to kind of get behind these players. So how much have you just seen this evolve? I'm a big fan of the changes that they made going from the Pro Bowl game to the Pro Bowl games. 
So it's more like a bunch of events rather than focused on one game. Um, and, you know, I've covered quite a few Pro Bowls, and it really wasn't a great product whatsoever. And it was very awkward, and players didn't want to hit each other, and then nobody really wanted to go. And so I think making it a flag football game really um, makes it not only more safe, but it appeals to a younger audience, which the NFL is trying to do. So there's a lot of kids out there playing flag football, especially a lot of girls playing flag football, which I love that the NFL is supporting. So to get to see your favorite NFL players play a flag football game is exciting. And I think we all saw last night um, the ESPN, the Skills Challenge. I thought that was great TV. Mm-hmm. I loved watching it. And I, the whole, uh, I don't know, coincidence is the word or irony is the word of <laughs> Derek Carr coming back to Vegas <laughs> right. and, and winning and having been the most accurate quarterback in the Skills competition at the Pro Bowl. I mean, that was pretty funny to watch. So um, just all around exciting event. And the players seem to be um, super relaxed this, this year. And not that they aren't in years past, but I think it's because they know they don't have to put on pads and play a game on Sunday. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it was so funny seeing everything that was going on with Derek Carr. And, you know, I said, why wouldn't he, you know, go and ball out, right? I mean, if if everything ended for me the way that it ended for him, I'd want to go back and have an opportunity to kind of show off a little bit and show what, you know, hey, this is what you used to have, right? So, I mean, I don't blame him for going out there and balling out. I thought it was really cool to see. It was cool to see. And, look, anybody that covers Derek Carr – will tell you it's just the most class act there is in the game. Such a kind man, such a upstanding man. Um, nobody doubts that about who he is. And, you know, I didn't know if he would come back once he was selected as an alternate, once every AFC quarterback fell through. I mean, we have Tyler Huntley here, here right. as well. Right. Um, I didn't know if he would come back, but just the fact that he came back to, with, in good, you know, good spirits, having a great time, wasn't going to make any kind of drama about it. Right. Um, I thought that, that just kind of spoke to who he was. And he's a competitor. Of course he wanted to come back and ball out. And, of course, he wanted that post-skills competition interview with Ryan Clark. And he had his little, <laughs> his little dig. But I don't think it was super planned. It was just reactionary. And we said, hey, have you ever been this red hot in Vegas? And he said, obviously not. That's why they're shipping me out. Kind of self-deprecating. So I, I thought he handled it so well. Um, and just proud of him for coming back and, and doing it. And in the same week when Tom Brady announces his retirement, and I truly, truly believe that was plan A for this regime. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think Dave Ziegler and, and Josh McDaniels partially made the decision to move on from Derek Carr, thinking that that Tom Brady would want to come play for Josh McDaniels. I, I don't think they anticipated this retirement. Now, whether or not the retirement sticks, right. it kind of feels like it will. Um, but I thought all that happening in one week was, was pretty poetic for, for Derek Carr. No doubt. And I, I think you're spot on when you say that that was plan A, Tom Brady. That was my plan A. I thought Tom Brady and maybe draft a guy and let him sit there for, you know, a year or two and, and try to try to learn from the GOAT and, and while the Raiders could still be competitive. So now I think that Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels, the company, they have a lot of work cut out for him. Again, we're talking with Amber Theo Harris from uh, Sirius XM and obviously the Silver and Black Show, but the Raiders are the fantastic job here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And to say roughness, my man DeMond's got one for you. Yeah, with you being out there at the Pro Bowl games, I, know, I see that you got a chance to talk to Max Crosby. Is he taking credit for being the guy who basically ended the Pro Bowl as <laughs> we know it? He did it! He did it! <laughs> <laughs> I know. That hit that hit that he put on, uh, it wasn't a couple years ago. I'm trying to remember who he put. Anyway, yes, uh, no, he would never take credit for that. But I said to him as I was interviewing him, I said, uh, he was talking about where his motor comes from. You know, we really did a lot of feature interviews that are going to air throughout the broadcast, which is going to be very different because it's not, it's not a game. 
So we're doing a lot of kind of like featurey stuff on these pro bowlers throughout the radio broadcast on Sunday. And, uh, you know, I was talking to him about his motor and where it comes from. And I said, do me a favor, Max. Just turn the motor off for the flag football game. Like, those guys don't have pads on. I don't know, he, I don't know if he knows how to pull up when he goes full force. I don't know if he knows how to do that. So we'll see if, if he can in flag football on Sunday. And I don't know if you got a chance to talk to him, but A.J. Cole being selected as an alternate, with this being a flag football game, are the punters and kickers going to be involved at all? <laughs> um, I, I, I guess they will. I mean, you know, if you, if you on third down, you know, you might want to punt. So I haven't talked, I haven't spoken to A.J. Cole. So I, to be honest, I don't know anything about what the punters or the kickers in, in plan to do. So that's a great question. We'll have to see. Remember, they didn't do that last year. They didn't even mm-hmm. do it in the real game. So we'll see what happens this year. I, I actually have to probably go over all the rules and all that before. You know, I have, I have another, but three days before I have to know exactly all those rules. It sounds like a great job for me, right? I mean, look, you, you go there, you're a Pro Bowl guy. You know, you got that accolade on your resume and you don't have to do any work. I think you're good, right? I mean, it's like being a backup quarterback. It's the greatest job ever. <laughs> it's great. You, then you go to the win. You get a nice little meal, you know. Right. It's, it's, it's a great gig. I mean, you, you maybe... You know, hanging out in Vegas is, is not a bad assignment. So uh, I think A.J. Cole is living the life right now. Damon, it's like this. Let me put it like this. It's like mm-hmm. if me and Amber were doing a radio show together, right? It's like all I have to do is sit there and let Amber do all the heavy lifting, and then I could just sit oh, there and, and, and look the part, and I'm good, right? <laughs> oh, stop. Stop. No, nah, man, we would we would kill it together, though. we got to make that happen at some point. I, I need the uh, the Q&A show. That would be, that would be fire. We're going to do that next week in Arizona at the Super Bowl. We'll make that happen. I'm already, I'm already got the wheels in motion, so we're going to make that happen for sure. Amber Thea Harris is oh, our guest wait. here. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Again, we're talking with Amber Thea Harris here on Raider Nation Radio, 920 Unnecessary Roughness. Now, going back to the quarterback conversation, because that's been hot and heavy, as you can imagine, around here. Um, I think now that Tom Brady's retired, I said the Raiders need to try to field a competitive team, and so they have to put a full-court press on for Aaron Rodgers. But with that being said, Amber, with the discipline, like just can't throw the farm at Green Bay and say, hey, we're going to do whatever it takes to get this guy. But I think they have to at least try to get to him to try to put that competitive team out there in the field in 2023. What are your thoughts on, on Aaron Rodgers and the Raiders? I mean, I think they absolutely have to try to go for him. Like one of the missing links that nobody's talking about is whether or not the Green Bay Packers are even willing to trade him. Mm-hmm. He's not a free agent. You know, people are right. talking about it like, well, they just need to go out and get him, and it only cost them $53 million. They need to figure that out and just pay him. It's so much more. It's so much wider and deeper than that. Um, and the first thing that they need to figure out is whether or not Green Bay wants to move him. You might say, no, we're good. Right. So, yes, I think from a Raiders standpoint, I absolutely believe that Dave Ziegler right now is trying to figure out how to get Aaron Rodgers. That's not based on anything he's told me or inside information. That's based on, I think, that he's a GM that's trying to win and knows that he has a team that can win now if they had a good quarterback. Then now they need to fix the defense in a lot of places. Yep. All, and, and Dave said that all three, level, you know, all three levels of that defense, from the line to the linebackers to the secondary, needs to be fixed. Um, and you can do that in a lot of ways through free agency and through the draft. But number one, you're, ne- you're not going to go anywhere where you need a quarterback uh, unless you have a quarterback. But when you have Devontae Adams, hopefully they will re-sign Josh Jacobs. When you have Max Crosby, um, you- you're in a win-now type of – when you have Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. Now they might have to give them up to, to get Aaron Rodgers. Um, you're in a win-now mode. They have to do the full-court press for a veteran. They-, they can't just sit back and even draft. Let's say they give up everything and go up to get Bryce Young, which – I think it's too expensive. They'll never be able to go up and give three first-round draft picks and get Bryce Young. 
um, from either the Chicago Bears or, or the Houston Texans who might try to get that first-round pick. That's not going to happen. And even if they did get him, they can't afford to develop him over the next year or two based on the personnel that they have right now. They're in a win-now mode. I want to give you the either-or choice. Would you <laughs> rather have Jimmy Garoppolo or just keep Jared Stidham as the starting quarterback going into next season? Well, you would have to have both if you have Jimmy Garoppolo because he hasn't played a full season, <laughs> right? So, mm-hmm. um, look, that's a great question. You know, I, I, I think Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously, because of the experience level, this is a guy that's been to the NFC Championship game, that's been to the Super Bowl. Um, I do know, you know, I, I talk to George Kittle a lot when I'm at these events, like what he thinks about Jimmy Garoppolo. I know what Brandon Ayuk thought of Jimmy Garoppolo. So it seems that his receivers, his tight ends, really like him and really felt comfortable like they could win with him. Um, so I would probably take Jimmy, but I couldn't guarantee he'd be on the field. So you would need, you would need a backup. Right. So exactly. you, and, a, and a good backup. So maybe the tandem would be the best. Now they're both free agents. So you'd, you'd have to pay for both of them, which, ain't, which isn't cheap. But maybe together it's the same as Aaron Rodgers. Right, it could be. Uh, you know, I, I think of it as, like you said, Jared Stidham, or Jared Stidham is a guy that, you know, I'll ask you about him in a minute. But I feel like with Jimmy G, he's a guy, as you mentioned, he hasn't played a full season. So uh, I don't think he's that much of an upgrade. And I feel like that that's the reason why the Raiders are moving on from Derek Carr is because they wanted a, a, a much bigger upgrade. I don't see Jimmy G as that much better. You know what I mean? Like, I see him as a, a good quarterback. He's won games, obviously, had a really good team, so he could probably do it. But the availability scares the mess out of me, Amber. A thousand percent, and I say this, I feel very strongly about this, I would rather have Derek Carr than, than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Derek Carr is more reliable. At least you know he's going to be out there. And their play, to me, is very equal, very similar. So I'd rather have the guy that's available. So a lot of folks have hit me up and said, you know what, Jarrett Stidham did enough in those two-game sample size to show that he should be the starting quarterback and just invest the money that you would spend on you know, a, a, a Aaron Rodgers or others and put it in the offensive line and the defense and just let him, let him go from there. Do you think that that would be appealing? You're in Vegas. Would that be appealing enough to Las Vegas and Raider Nation to get them in Allegiant Stadium, have a Jarrett Stidham start day one? No, I don't. I think it would defeat the fan base. Now, whether or not Jared Stidham can be a starting quarterback, an effective starting quarterback in the NFL, I don't think anybody can determine based on two games. But I asked Dave Ziegler when I sat down with him at the end of the season, um, I think it was after one starting, one of Jared's starts. And I said, do you, you know, you're giving him an opportunity. Do you really believe he's a starting quarterback in the NFL? And I did not get a definitive yes at all. So I don't even think the, you know, Um, the front office of the Raiders is fully convinced that he uh, could be a a starter and start 17 games in the NFL. And maybe that answer was, you know, the lack of a definitive yes was because they haven't seen enough. Right. Um, They do believe that he could get it, you know, should get an opportunity. And look, I think Brock Purdy kind of like opened up a lot of eyes that Mm -hmm. sometimes you have people within your organization that if given a chance, they can step up and maybe Jared Stidham could be that guy. Um, if given an opportunity repeatedly throughout the season. Um, but, man, Las Vegas is trying to – the Raiders are trying to get their footing in their own market right. and trying to really grow their fan base. And I don't think that is – and I know you shouldn't feel a football team based on marketing, but you have to think about that as well. And, and I think that would defeat Raider Nation. 
Right. And that's what I know a lot of people don't like me to say that and think that it even matters. You know, and like you said, you shouldn't base it off of marketing, but that's that is a factor. I mean, that's something that plays a role into it. So that's why I don't think that that's going to be the way to go. Again, Amber Theo Harris is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. And I say roughness just got a couple more questions for you. We know the quarterback situation has to be solidified. They're going to do something. They're going to figure out something. I don't know what that is. But how much of the roster improvement do you think that they can get done uh, you know, with the rest of the team throughout the rest of the, the offseason? Like, how much can they build up the defense? How much can they invest in the offensive line to make that better? How much of a complete team can they make this offseason? You know what's interesting? Everybody points to the offensive line and, you know, how they need to upgrade it. Like, obviously, you can always upgrade the offensive line. The offensive line wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. You remember, like, we thought this was going to be just horrific. Right. And, yes, there were moments where – there were definitely holes, and it, and it was rough. Um, but I think, think you know, Phil and Parham uh, was a positive on the offensive line. Um, as long as you have Colton Miller, that's a positive. So maybe you don't have to invest as much in the offensive line um, because it's not, it's not necessarily like the left tackle position that they're going out and getting, which is the most expensive. So I don't think there's a lot of money that needs to be allocated towards the offensive line. Maybe you do what you did in the draft. Um, you know, you go out and get another guy like a Dylan Parham. Um, that is a promising offensive lineman. So I think you can build a line through the draft and not necessarily spending money in free agency. Um, where I do get concerned is they need a middle linebacker, you know, Fred Warner, yep. you know, run the, run the field, captain of the defense. They need that. They don't have that guy. They have Max Crosby at defensive end, but I really feel like that linebacker core, and that's where maybe – you know, yes, you can fill that through the draft, but that's where maybe you spend money. And also in the secondary, they need a cor- They need a shutdown corner. Mm-hmm. I know there's not many that exist in the NFL. And you can, but one thing we've learned through the Patrick Sertans and the Tariq Woolens that we saw this year, you can find those corners in the draft. Sauce Gardner. I mean, right. Sauce Gardner made all pro. Yep. He made all pro in his first year. So I feel confident that that is a position that we've learned in the past couple of years. You can, you can if you draft... Um, high enough and, and dedicated to the corner position. I mean, Tariq Woolen wasn't a first-round pick, though. No. He, he, you know, he, you know uh, Patrick was, Sertan was, um, and also Sauce was. But I think that is promising. So I think the offensive line and the secondary, you, you can build through the draft, and then, and then you allocate some of your free agent money um, to, to the linebacker position. Also, with knowing that you have to, you're going to have to spend some money in free agency on a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of money spent in the in the quarterback position. Uh, I'm assuming, I'm hoping that they spend some money on Josh Jacobs, bringing him back. That's I think going to be uh, a big key. Great to point. The, you know, that's, that's going to be a cost. big right. It costs a lot of money, man. Yeah, you know, like and, and that's a, that's a tough position to be in because it, you know running backs you pay them and they fall off a cliff. That's right. literally what happens in the NFL. It is. And but you but you have to pay them. You right. Don't let them go anywhere. He led the league in rushing. You have to pay him. Exactly. So that's just money. You're just going to have to budget for that's gone. That money's gone. We got to keep him. No doubt. No doubt. It would be criminal if they let Josh Jacobs walk in free agency. So we'll see how that shakes out. So final question for you. And I know next week when we get together in Arizona, we'll talk a lot about the Super Bowl. But uh, the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. Nick Sirianni is a second year head coach that's going to going to Arizona, playing on February 12th. If Dave Ziegler and the front office of the Raiders can you know, they could put the right roster together, bring in the right pieces. Should Raider Nation have hope that Josh McDaniels could get this team turned around coming up in year two? I'm not saying a Super Bowl team, but just get turned around so they have a respectable product out there on the field. 
I think absolutely, but again, I hate to make it so simple. If you don't have a quarterback, right. you aren't going anywhere. Right. They have Jalen Hurts, and they were lucky that Jalen Hurts really made a step forward. Like we saw it last year with Jalen, you know, starting to come along, and then you know this year we really saw it. And so, um, can the Raiders use that as a blueprint? Yeah, sure. If they go out and get a running quarterback like Jalen Hurts and as an MVP bid. Absolutely. I would absolutely put the Raiders in the Super Bowl tomorrow Whoa. if that was the case. Right. Where are they going to get that guy? Right. You know, so I think the one thing about the NFL that is great, though, is that we've seen, you know, there's multiple teams every year that go from the basement to, you know, competitive. You know, a team like the Jaguars that we saw make the playoffs this year. So, uh, you know, and also a team like the Seahawks that we never thought was going to be competitive make the playoffs. So there's parity in the NFL, and there's always an opportunity to go um, from a crappy season to the Super Bowl if you want to. But you have to have you have to have that superstar quarterback, or you're not going anywhere. Boom! There it is, right there, Dave Ziegler. It's not a lot of hard work. Just go get it done. <laughs> go find that superstar quarterback <laughs> and punch your yeah, ticket luck, to the Dave. Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure at all. Well, Amber, thank you so much. It's always great catching up with you. Like I said, I know we'll catch up in Arizona. But what are you uh, going to be featuring this weekend with the Pro Bowl being here in Vegas and you uh, being busy, busy, busy? Yeah, so tomorrow, catch us. Uh, me and Kirk Morrison, former Raider, nice. are going to be anchoring SiriusXM's coverage of the Pro Bowl, um, all the events going on at the Pro Bowl from 4 to 6 uh, p.m. Pacific. So I had to do the math. That was so <laughs> 7 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, so Kirk and I will do that on Friday and Saturday. Um, and then we will uh, – I'll be on the game broadcast with Westwood One, which you can also catch on your Westwood One stations or on Sirius XM NFL Radio, we'll be carrying the broadcast along with Jason Horowitz yep. uh, and Darren Waller are my broadcast partners. Wow! So uh, it's a Raider, it's a Raider kind of national broadcast there for the Pro Bowl games. Uh, that's at three o'clock Eastern on Sunday. I love it. I love it. And the good thing is, all that's going to be broadcast right here on this very station. So uh, there you go. We all tie it all together. I'm excited about that. Kirk is my guy. Darren Waller, obviously a hell of a dude. Uh, have fun all weekend long, and I'll catch up with all you guys in Arizona next week. Thanks a lot. Can't wait to see you. There she goes. Amber Thea Harris right there. Fantastic work from her. And little does she know, as I've mentioned to her multiple times, I'm already working on the, the show that we're going to be doing next week, next Tuesday. Go ahead and put this in your notes already. Next Tuesday at 2 o'clock, Amber Thea Harris. 2.30, Solomon Wilcox. 3 o'clock, Kirk Morrison. That's just the start. <laughs> That's just the start. We've already got those all lined up just for next week, but we've got so much already lined up. I continue to get emails. I continue to get text messages. I continue to get all kind of calls about, Q, we're going to be in Arizona. Uh, you know, uh, what, what time are you going to be there? When are you going to be available? And I keep telling them, look, Jack, we'll be there on Sunday. Nothing even starts till Monday. We'll be there on Sunday. And okay, all right, the early bird gets the worm. So that's what we're going to do. We're so excited. We have LeGarrette Blunt scheduled to be on the show. Uh, Jake Plummer, Ron Jaworski, uh, who else? Uh, Cam Rogers is going to be on the show. Ed Smith, Rondé Barber is going to be on the show. Lee Steinberg, Stanford Route. Uh, we got Jarvis Landry supposed to be on the show. I mean, that's just that's just some that are scheduled as of right now. Trey Wingo, uh, Kenny Main, uh, mo multiple guys are already scheduled, and that's not even folks that I'm working on. I mean, right? Those are the ones that have just came to us. They're like, hey, we want to be on your show. And that's, that's not just this show, Unnecessary Roughness. That's the Morning Tailgate. That's JT the Brick. That's us. That's our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, Cofield and Company, the Press Box. That's all of us. But, I mean, man, between the two stations, we are going to put in yeoman's work, and we're going to have so much. I guarantee you at the end of the week, 
we'll have like 10 to 15 interviews that we never even air. They're going to be like made for uh, website only or whatever just because we're going to run out of time. We're going to just run out of t- We won't have enough time to air everything that we get. It always happens every year. You'll have an interview that you think is fantastic that nobody will ever hear because you just just ran out of time. And then by the time, and, you, and it's funny, Damon, we always say, we always say that, oh, don't worry, when I get back to town, uh, you know, on Monday I'll play it. But then you realize, like, it's kind of irrelevant because Super Bowl's already over, so it's not really that good of an interview anymore, so now I'm not going to play it. But, man, I couldn't tell you how many interviews I've banked that I've never, ever played. Who you got in the big game? <laughs> right, <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So, And I'll tell you this, this is the other thing that you'll experience and you'll learn next week. We won't even talk about the Super Bowl that much. I mean, you remember last year, mm-hmm. we didn't get a lot of deep d- diving conversations about the Super Bowl. It's really about, you know, depending on who we're talking to, uh, what, what product they have, if they, if they have a product or whatever they're doing. I mean, it's, it's going to be so many subjects. And then, by the way, NFL news never stops, so there's going to be a lot of that as well. And so whatever the hot subject is, I have a feeling a lot of it's going to be Raiders-related. Right. I mean, this might be an opportunity where the Raiders steal the the Super Bowl just because there could be potentially so much conversation based around the silver and black. And obviously what's going on with Derek Carr. Uh, I do think that we're going to find some news out about that next week. And man, if that happens, Radio Row is going to be on fire. There's going to be people coming to us. And be like, hey, hey, Tamon, you got a minute? I know you're on the show, but you got a minute to come over here and talk to us real quick about what's going on in Vegas? I mean, I'm telling you, man, you're going to be busy. Oh, man, I would be so flattered if somebody on Super Bowl, Radio Row for the Super Bowl, and someone's like, hey, Damon, do you got a few minutes for us? Man. Oh, man. Well, just get ready. That'll just- be the biggest. I'm going to have to call my mama. <laughs> <laughs> I made it. <laughs> you are dumb. You are dumb, but I get it. I'm not mad at you. 425 is the time. Raider Nation, that's the last guest that we have. Unless something else breaks, that's the last guest that we have. So we want to hear from you. Normally, we have Lee Sterling on Friday. He's traveling, so he'll catch up with us next week uh, live from Radio Row. But uh, it's all you. You know, phone lines are wide open like some old school TV antenna, 702-365-9200. Also, our adobebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. What does the ideal offseason look like for the Raiders in your eyes? What would you like to see happen with the silver and black? Holla at us. Let us know. It's Friday. Let's get busy. It's Raider Nation Radio, 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. 702-365-9200. We want to hear from you, Raider Nation. Also, our Don't Be Broke.com text line, 69187, keyword r So funny, we were talking to Mick Akers about all the business side of things that have to do with the Raiders. Also, I did the business side of things, talking about the A's and their potential move to Las Vegas. And so I started reminiscing of the days when my grandfather had season tickets to the, to the A's game. And he used to always tell me, and I hate that he was right, but this is what always happens. He was like, son, you're going to be married and divorced before you come see me. So basically, like, what he's basically saying is that, you know, I didn't come around enough. And he always had these uh, season tickets to go to the A's game. And when I used to go to the game with my grandfather, it was fantastic. And then my, me and my dad and me and my mom, we used to go to the games all the time. It was great. So that was something that we always did. And then as I started getting older, just like he said, I stopped coming around because, well, I'm too busy, right? I got things going on. Who wants to go to this, that, and the other? And, man, if I could just have one more day back at the Collie and watching a, a good old A's game with my grandfather and my mom and my dad, man, what I would do for that. That was, that was such good times. And so uh, it's just not that anymore, obviously. Grandfather passed away, but it's just not, it's not that as far as the, the action that we used to see at the Coliseum, man. It used to be 
so amazing. And I, like I said, I know it's been a long time saying the late 80s when they last won a, a, a championship, uh, 89 to be exact, when my favorite player of all time, Ricky Henderson, was the MVP of the league. He was fantastic. He was that guy. He's that. He's him, right? <laughs> he's that dude. It's been a long time. And so they're trying to bring that show on the road and try to come to Vegas. Man, they've got a whole lot of work to do to be a, a, an attraction that people are going to want to go see consistently. I don't see it working, but it's not for me to see working. But I know that that's something that is in the mix. But there's so many people that have chimed in about the baseball side of things when it comes to the Coliseum. Robin Oakland said the A's consistently outdrew the Giants until San Francisco built Pac Bell Park. No matter football, because they were playing at uh, Candlestick Park. And, brother, it was cold out there. And I only went there a couple times. It was so cold. I was not a fan of that place. No matter football, baseball, or basketball, we had the Coliseum and the arena buzzing. I've been to Dubs games at the new place, and the fans can be loud, but they can't sustain it. I used to love the defiance of not shutting up, no matter if the other team hit a three or whatever. Now the crowd goes dead if the other team breaks a, uh, the other team, if the other team breaks a W's run with a free throw. No force of will in them folks. Oakland politicians can, can't actually get anything done. They just talk about ideas. Then they schedule meetings with the agenda of scheduled meetings. They've eroded civic pride by not retaining our sports teams. That's Rob in Oakland. Uh, just when Wendy hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line in the 70s, 80s, go, go 13, then come down 98th before Bart and love the winter sunsets in the Collie. That's from Just When Wendy. Sir Whiskey Ray said Mount Davis destroyed the Oakland Coliseum. To this day, I miss looking into the outfield and seeing Oakland Hills prior to Mount Davis being built. Yes, Q, I also remember being the, between the 88-91-ish when the A's did pull 3 million-plus fans. Those A's teams were like rock and roll status. The A's were one of the best teams in baseball during that era. I miss those days. Uh, also, Brad and Concord said, yes, Q, I remember when Mount Davis went up and they allowed us season ticket holders to try it, it out for the preseason. Same price. It was awful. No way to follow the game without binoculars and a radio. Couldn't see the ball, couldn't see the jersey numbers, but there's nothing like the Sunday barbecue smoke fumes filling up the cars rolling by on 880. The flags and footballs flying in the parking lots. Gives me chills still, and I miss it all. There was just a true autumn aura all around that place. I, I hate it now. And that's from Brad in Concord. And, again, things will never – never be the same you know things always change things always evolve and you just got to take you know the good with the bad and Allegiant Stadium is is awesome I love it I I love walking past J-Lot and seeing everyone out there partying and having a good time but I mean you know if you're just trying to compare things to what used to be you know it's just like it's kind of like looking back at the A's what it used to be in late 80s right it was fantastic now not so much right used to get three million fans in the building now it's lucky if you get three thousand fans I mean it's just it's just it's just what it is you know, it's just times times change, and uh, you know people evolve, and things things always have to change. So it kind of is what it is at this point. But again, if you haven't had an opportunity to come to Allegiant Stadium, that is a hell of a place, a hell of a venue. Uh, fans love going there. Uh, players love playing there. I mean, it's 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 a hell of a, a, a place. So you definitely need to check it out. And of course, it's like a it's like a concert going on during the game or at halftime of the game as well. You never know what artist is going to be out there. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to the phone lines. Talk to our guy, Bernard. Bernard, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey, how you guys doing today? Fantastic. Hey, great show as, as, as usual. Hey, Q, what I want to see, man, I just want to see the Raiders have a, have a strong, um, strong draft and a strong uh, free agent, you know, acquisition of players. I mean, we've been waiting for them to do both for, for so long. If they have a strong draft, and you can look at a, you know, a few teams out there that obviously building through the draft, you know, is the key. So have a strong draft, sign some free agents that come in and live up to these to these contracts, 
Uh, hopefully we keep, I, I, I'm not going to say hopefully, keep Josh, Josh Jacobs. And, you know, I think the team can be be right on track. It's just a draft and the free agent signings have just been so poor, you know, for so long. They just in quicksand, you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, until they do that, the Raiders really ain't, ain't going to do nothing. So this is the first year that Ziegler and, you know, in this new front office and this staff is going to have, you know, a full a full draft, you know, first round, second round, all that, unless they do any trades. And let's see what they do with that. And then uh, one more thing, I just want to leave you on this note. I always wonder about this. I think you might have, uh, all the times you've been talking on uh, many different to- topics, why is the Rooney Rule called the Rooney Rule? <laughs> you know, it just seemed like they, they slight the Raiders in so many ways. Yeah. Man. We had the first black quarterback, I believe, first black coach. Yep. You know, Amy Trask, Tom yep. Flores, Jim Pluckett. Yep. I mean, why? How did they come up with that with the Rooney Rule? They just they will not give our man Al Davis the credit you know that he deserves, and it will never be nobody that that did the things that he did in football. Right? He was a coach, commissioner, and an owner. That would never ever happen. It kind of like Will Chamberlain scoring hundred points in a game. Right. No, it ain't going to happen again. So uh, I don't know if you can answer that. It just baffles me how they came up with that as the Rooney Rule. They just don't like our man Al Davis, man, God rest his soul. But, geez, come on, the Rooney Rule, that should be called Al Davis Rule. We all know that. Yep, so, I agree 100%. Uh, y'all, y'all week. You too. Thank, thank you, Bernard, for the call. I appreciate you. And, yeah, I agree 100%. I've said that uh, a long time about the Rooney Rule, that it's a joke that it's not called the Al Davis Rule uh, because the simple fact is Al Davis didn't need a rule, right? That's, that's one of the, the – the biggest things that I respect about Al Davis and what makes me so proud to be a Raider fan and part of Raider Nation is that there was no rule that was necessary. Al didn't say, well, you know what? Hey, uh, bring in Art Shell. Let me interview him so I can satisfy this rule. He didn't have to do that. He didn't say, um, can you hire or can you put Amy Trask on the phone so I can interview her because I got to check this box. No, I mean, everything he did, he did because that's, he just thought that was the best person for the job. He never looked at your skin color and said, well, maybe. I don't know if this person can handle it. Or your gender. I don't know if this person can handle it. That was one of the, 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 the most like, prideful moments in you know, just me growing up, knowing you know, different trials and tribulations that I may have gone through and things that I've seen, and then to look at my favorite football team and realize that none of those none of those color lines or gender lines ever mattered with this team and so yeah and and I, I talked to my guy Chris Carter from uh, Locked On Steelers all the time and he, he's all prideful about the Steelers and you know he puffs his chest out and it's Steelers this Steelers that and he he tries to get that slander Steelers nation in and I always shut him down on that because we all know there's no such thing but he always talks about the Roonies are so great this and that I was like yeah I mean they're cool I respect them but it should be the Al Davis rule, and you know it. There's no, I mean, like that. There's not a lot that I get angry about, but that's something I get angry about. Because again, Al never ever needed the Rooney Rule for anything. He just based off of if you were qualified for the job, then damn it, go do the job, right? And that's why you know when Sandra Douglas Morgan got hired, I was happy about that because if you look at her qualifications, and I know a lot of people looked at it and was like, oh, they're just trying to get a good PR moment. No, if you look at her. Her resume, she's overqualified for the job. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, and, that, and that's the beautiful thing about it is she's overqualified for the job. And there's so many people put in great places within that organization not based off of, well, you know, this is just my buddy or this is just someone that, you know, I think is going to be good. No, they, it doesn't matter about the, 
the what they look like, what they you know sound like, who they are, what their gender is, what their 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 race is. None of that matters, and that's that's something to be really proud about. So Bernard, uh, when you when you talk about that man, that you're hitting it on the head. You really are, and 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 that's a sense, like I said, that's a sense of pride for me. As far as what you're talking about about the off season, uh, this this is going to be important, man. You've got to you've got to do what the the Eagles did, and what I mean by that is they made smart trades. They made smart trades that were going to immediately upgrade their team. They selected good draft picks that were immediately going to help their team. They also signed free agents that were immediately going to help their team, right? I mean, they they got it right on all three levels. Howie Roseman did a hell of a job. Dave Ziegler, in my opinion, has got to do his best Howie Roseman impersonation and be able to utilize every area of this offseason in trying to build this team because they have the nuts and bolts. The, the boards are in place, right? The foundation, to a certain extent, is laid. They have to continue to build it, though. And they've got to, they've got to build it correctly to get it, to get it where it needs to be. And some of it may be adding veterans by way of trade. Some may be uh, signing veterans by free agency. Some you may be able to fill with the draft. But I think that all three elements are going to have to be done to get this team where they need to be and make them super competitive in the AFC West. 440 is the time. We'll take a quick break, come back, close out the show. Want to hear from you, Raider Nation, 702-365-9200 and our don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. The floor is yours, Raider Nation. 445 is the time. We've got a few minutes left to close out the show and close out the week. Anyone making their way to Las Vegas for Pro Bowl activities, if you're out there on the roads like Just Win Wendy, be safe out there. I can never say that enough. Be safe out on the streets. I was headed into work, uh, I believe, yesterday, and all of a sudden on the 215, it just came to a stop. I'm in the fast lane, and all of a sudden it just stops, and I'm, I kind of look. I look at my, my uh, you know, in-dash little gps it says if there's traffic see if there's anything red everything's good all of a sudden it comes to a stop like an accident just happened about three cars in front of me it was like whoa and uh they pulled over and it's just it happens so quick fast in a hurry you look down for a second and boom you're sitting in someone's back seat or vice versa whatever the case is so just be out there and be safe on those roads man you don't have to be in such a hurry all the time Again, it's better to, to get there late than not get there at all. But uh, we want to hear from you, 702-365-9200. Also, our don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword R&R. We asked a question about the ideal offseason. What does it look like for the Raiders in your eyes? And Raider Javi hit us up and said, ideal offseason, get Rodgers, sign Jacobs, draft the lockdown cornerback, sign stud linebacker, add depth to the offensive line through draft. That's Raider Javi. So trade. That would be Rodgers. Sign, that would be Jacobs at a linebacker. Draft, cornerback, and then add depth to the own line and draft. That's also uh, draft. So, again, remember what I said about the Eagles? Trade, sign, and draft. And that's what Raider Javi did right there. And that is a really good start to building the team. We know that on the defense they need help on all three levels. The defensive line, uh, linebacking core, the secondary. We know that they need help. We talked to Amber Theo Harris the Raiders know that they need help. She said, Dave Ziegler said that defense needs help on all three levels. So if you can get a guy in, in, in free agency or you can get a guy through the draft that you feel like is a stud, like that's what I want to see. I like Nate Hobbs a lot. And I, I think that all of us believed after his rookie year he was going to be a stud. 
I don't know if he's going to be a stud in the slot, if he's going to find it, figure it out on the outside, what the case can be. He's a stud player. He's just got to figure it out, right? I mean, he, he, he was injured a lot his second year in the league, so uh, that you know, led to a little bit of his regression. This next year is going to be big for Nate Hobbs, but they need to get a guy that you know is a stud. Everyone can't be Sauce Gardner when they walk through the door. Everyone can't be Roquan Smith. But, damn it, you can find a guy that can go, right? They need to find a guy that can go. Tariq Woolen was a fifth-round fifth pick. He can go. He's a guy who created a bunch of turnovers. I mean, you, you could find guys. You've got to find a stud or two in the draft that you can in, implement into that defense and call it a day. And then you might have to go out and spend money to go get a guy, like on the interior of the defensive line. I've been talking a lot about Deron Payne, but there's others. He's not the only one. It's not exclusive to him. Linebacking core. You know, a lot of people talk about Denzel Perryman. I'd like to see them bring him back, but he's not the priority for me, right? He's a good player, but he's not the super stud priority, right? I think that they need a, a – I mean, you don't want – I don't think that Denzel Perryman should be the best linebacker that you have. I think he could be a really good complement with someone else, and the energy and juice that he brings is awesome. But if you have a, a really good player as well with him, alongside of him, now you're cooking with grease. Now you got something. But you don't want him just to be the only one out there and then just a couple other dudes around him. Secondary, we, we talked about that in great length. But, of course, we want to hear, as I mentioned, from you. Going back to the don'tbebroke.com text line. Uh, this one's from the 707. So for the question of the day, besides making a quarterback splash, since D.C. is not returning, I want to see things done on the defense. I hear they brought in another staff for offense. I know it's early, but the D just got bypassed again. We need player and coaching changes and additions on D. Just not all sold on Graham. I feel it starts there. And that's fair, <laughs> right? That is fair. Patrick Graham's got a lot to prove, right? It, it, it doesn't look like that they're replacing him. So he's got a lot to prove this next year. He's got to go get his players. The good thing for him is he's in Mobile, Alabama. He's getting an early taste test of some of these guys. But he's got to figure it out. He's got to figure out that defense. And no matter what players he has, I'm sure that the, the, the team is going to address those, those needs. They might not be able to fill every void, but he's going to have to figure out a way to make it work. You've got to fill out that big void and that big hole in the middle of the defense. That's got to be erased. And he's got to put the players in better position to, to succeed. And on top of that, the players got to go out there and execute at a higher level. Uh, but that's, that's, that's a fair text. It really is. Uh, Graham, Graham has got a lot to prove this upcoming uh, season. Uh, this one's from the 279. Sorry about that blank message. Let's look at this another way, guys. Let's be thankful it's not the Davis rule because it actually is a joke. And Al would, want, and Al would be turning over in his grave. Watching how these teams just blow by the Rooney rule and use it as an empty step in their process, those blink-blink Steelers can have that rule. It's a joke. Go Raiders. Thanks for being there, guys. That's Raider, uh, Raider and Steve from beautiful Reno and DeMond. How about those UNR ballers knocking off San Diego State? And Q, if the Dubs play Memphis every game, they'd be undefeated so far this year. Uh, so there you go, Raider. I believe that's Raider Steve from Reno. Listen up, Raider Steve. <laughs> First off, storming the court for beating, what, the 23rd-ranked team in the, in the country? Act like you've been there before. Hasn't Reno? Oh, they've been to the tournament. UNR, we're so good. And you're storming the court for one conference win? Why oh, you sound so salty, man? Why I'm, you I'm just so salty? You, have some class, okay? <laughs> you know, I don't want to sound like that guy, but I will when it comes to UNR. Act like you've been there before. 
I mean, those students, come on. The, they've got nothing else to celebrate. That's why they're doing it, to be honest. Come on, it's Reno. <laughs> wow. They, they were looking for a reason to celebrate, something wow, to celebrate. you are salty, salty, salty. And, and let me address the second part of this text as well. Right. If the Dubs played Memphis every game, they would be undefeated. I mean, so he's not wrong. Year. But wait till they come back to Memphis in March. That's when we're going to see. All right? They you ain't worried what? about nobody in the West. They get a little home cook. We not. Okay. Not worried about nobody in the West. Okay. You're right. But might have to be worried about Memphis getting a little home cooking when you play them. I mean, excuse me, Golden State getting a little home cooking. Yeah, I about to say, I ain't playing nothing. I ain't, I don't I don't suit up for the Warriors. I'm just saying they get a little home cooking is all. Okay. All right. You know, call a moving screen on Draymond every once in a while. All right. All right. 707 Texter. If we're following the morning tailgates ideal offseason, we just need a quarterback who has won games in his career. So bring in Trent Dilfer. And I'm sure that's a, a comment because they have been pounding the table for Jimmy G and – uh, I am 100% against that move. I, I really am. We've talked about that in great length. Uh, some people think that I'm hating on him. I'm not hating on him. I just know availability. So there's that. And he doesn't have availability. Even as we talked to Amber Theo Harris, she said, if you bring in Jimmy G, you better have Jared Stidham because you know you're going to need both to get through the whole season. I mean, that's just a fact. If you're injury prone, guess what? You're injury prone. 702-365-9200. Got a couple calls as we close out the show. Who we got up first? Houston and L.A. Houston and L.A., my dog. What's up, my man? Hey, hey, what's big Q? Hey, man, I don't think I ever done it, man, but I always would hear it. And so since I felt it through them, I just felt like I did it. But, man, around this time, dude, when when you guys weren't around, I was digging for something, man, and, like, getting my head bumped just left and right, you know, as far as news and stuff. Man, y'all y'all, y'all hot, man. Y'all, y'all nice. Y'all nice. Keep it up. Appreciate y'all, it. You know, uh, hats off to y'all, man, for real. Appreciate now, it. For sure, bro. And then um, now, as far as DeMond, dude, I'm from South Central L.A., and my big sister used to go to USC. So I was going for USC basketball, but they was whack. And so I, you know I wasn't room for UCLA. <laughs> so guess who were the allies, homie? Bass Knight, Stacey Augman, mm-hmm. my man Larry Johnson. Y'all had squad mm-hmm. back in the days, bro. And I used to listen to y'all off of like an AM station because they weren't even showing y'all on TV that much. <laughs> DeMond don't know about that. He's too young no, I'm going to take that credit. Thanks for representing. Yeah, he don't know Thanks nothing about that. Houston. He don't know Thanks about for that. representing. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, y'all had squad, bro, for real. <laughs> and um, all right, we, we call, I'm going to sum it up make it quick. All right. Hey. It was it it was good years with with Car Man and yep. then I mean you know I, I've I've heard all the comparisons as far as what this feels like you know like her ex girl coming back around and all that kind of stuff you know I, I ain't even gonna make it like that I'm just saying you know it, it's good it's good to see you all the negative talk I got to say I don't even talk a lot but you know I'm done with that too because it's time to move on baby and we in Vegas. Why not pull a wild card? I know it's a boom or bust season for these guys. So thinking about upper management and those kind of cats, I mean, in my opinion, you got to do something. You got to do something kind of crazy. I know the defense will be kind of whack if we do it, but it's either Aaron Rodgers, bro, because he's got a proven record. And besides Aaron Rodgers, let's say if like three of the of the top known selection quarterbacks are are out of out of the question. Then we go for the for the jack of spades, the wild card, and that dude is 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 uh he don't like to be called AR fifteen, but um yeah uh, uh, he'll be good as far as his, his skills and his accuracy ain't cool, so you gotta have a vet in front of him. <laughs> okay. And I'm thinking like you know a decent vet. I don't like Jimmy either, man. Honestly, yep. but like a decent vet in front of him, and then just let AR fifteen go to work, man. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, talking about uh, talking about Richardson from Florida. 
Uh, he's a very athletic dude. He's got, you know, he's got a lot of tools, but he's got a lot of questions as well. And so I'm, I'm not real high on him, but uh, the Raiders got to do something. But I'll tell you what, man. Thank you for the call. Uh, those UNLV teams, I was a big fan of, of the UNLV teams as well. Even as a young man in the Bay, my dad took me to the Thomas and Mack, and it was so loud and got to see those cats play. It was fantastic. So I understand where you're coming from. Thank you for the call, man. It's great to hear from you. Raider Nation, it was fantastic. A uh, week, all week long, phone lines, text line, everything, man. Just been a lot of fun. We definitely appreciate all the guests that we have, not only today but throughout the course of the week. And thanks for rocking with us. You know, Raider Nation Radio 920, we're real proud of that. Uh, next week when you hear the show, We'll be in Arizona. We'll be at the Phoenix Convention Center. Myself and Damon, Jared will be there. Steve Cofield will be there. JT The Brick will be there. We'll be locked and loaded. We're bringing you all the sights of the sound of Super Bowl 57 and everything in between next week. We'll catch you then. Have a great weekend.